The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll tell you why I'm laughing in just a minute. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on <clears throat> Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, just scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see that we are live, second video down. Click on that. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio, uh, along with all the documents and articles and things we're going to go through. we got a bunch of them today uh, with Lynn. And click onto that, and then click on the platform itself. Join us in the chat. It'd be great to see you in there. We've got a lot of friends in there this morning. Good morning to all you guys. 
across the various platforms, not just the one that, that we're, I guess, uh, highlighting for the show as far as the video and the chat, but uh, DLive and Twitch and Rumble and all that. So it's great to have you guys in there this morning, as always. Also, while you're there at SonsLibertyMedia.com, right above where we're going live, Bradley's show from yesterday is there. You can click on that and uh, watch the show if you missed it, or you can catch him live today at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And then just above that is where you can subscribe your email newsletter, uh, to our email newsletter. Um, again, you get one email a day from us. It contains all the articles we have at sonsoflibertymedia.com, and that includes the ones by Bradley, me, and and our other contributors, and we would appreciate your support in subscribing to the newsletter. And then finally, if you agree with our message, you have the ability and the desire to help us, then we let you know we have a need. We don't ask you for money, but we do have needs. Um, everything costs money, and you know that in your life, <laughs> that things cost money. Uh, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You know, what's amazing to me is, and I don't, I'm not putting down people, please don't, please don't think that, because we have a lot of great supporters, many of you who, who come in here every morning, not only support us by coming in, but you support us going out to events when Bradley and his family travel around to teach constitutional Christian heritage uh, here for the United States. <clears throat> and you also do it financially and prayerfully as well. So we are grateful for that. But, you know, I, know, I noticed there's a lot of people, even some friends of mine, they get tremendous donations. But here's the thing. I, here's the thing that I see oftentimes. They get compromised. They start following a political party. They start following a political idol. They put on the political jersey. Okay? And that's how they drum up that support. We're not that way. We, we, we don't, we're not trying to pander to a crowd. We're just not trying to do that at all. Because we don't believe political parties are going to bring the solution. We don't believe, believe political idols are going to bring the solution. They're just going to bring more enslavement. All right? And uh, we believe the truth and the law and the gospel are going to work together to bring about the resolve. And the resolve comes through the people. And so that's why we present things the way we do here at the Sons of Liberty. So if you agree with that message, you want to help us, there's a donate button there. Please click on that. Or you can join us as a son or daughter of Liberty and become a monthly partner. That link is also available at the top of the page. And then also there's a store button. And again, uh, just to show you, you guys requested it. Um, so it's a really cool shirt. It's called Rebellion to Tyrants is Obedience to God. It's the original uh, seal of the United States that was presented by, and I have to, I don't know why the site does this, but I have to keep Reload it a second time to get the picture. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, uh, this is it. You guys requested it. It's $20. It's the original seal that was done by Ben Franklin for the United States. Uh, and Thomas Jefferson was the one who eventually used it as his personal seal. Rebellion of Tyrants is Obedience to God. Picture of the uh, pillar of fire back here in the back. Uh, I think the pillar of smoke is there. This is black and white. I'm, but if I'm recalling correctly, is there's a pillar of uh, smoke back there. We see the armies of Pharaoh drowning in the sea while Moses and the children of Israel are safe on dry land as God fights for them. And then on the back of it, it says, When the Lord sent Moses to face Pharaoh, saying, Let my people go, it was not a request. It was a command. Exodus 9.1 is on the sleeve. And uh, it's it's a good-looking shirt, man. And I'm, I'm telling you, you go out in this thing and some people see it, they're going to go, What is that? What? And you can take this history, just as brief. I have a little bit of it here in the description. 
but you can take this history and be able to draw them back to the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is our goal. We, we draw them to the gospel in hopes that God would convert people and then that those people would then in turn, uh, you know, be obedient to him and bring about the resolve that we talk about here on the Sons of Liberty. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I'm laughing. <laughs> I was laughing at the verse because our friend Bethany uh, is so clever. Every morning she's got something to go with, something different uh, for the, the kids' intro where they talk about not wearing the mask and the vaccine and stuff. The, the Fauci ouchie was the funny one to me before, by the way. That was a clever one. Uh, but now she's got, I'll never wear that murderous mouth muzzle. I'll never get the Depop shot. Good one. Good one there. Uh, resist evil, submit to God. And in the Lord, I will praise his word. Let my cry come in. You know, Bethany is, I I can't imagine she, she, Bethany, you sound like you would be my, uh, firstborn. She is so full of energy. I just, she wears me down to be around her. I love her to death, but she is so, uh, excited. (laughs) When you get around her and uh, I love the, I do love the energy. Don't get me wrong. I really do. And before I bring Lynn on, because we're talking about education, I was, and if we have to go over Lynn, we'll, we'll go over, but, uh, cause you've got a lot of stuff here this morning. But, um, before I bring Lynn on, what I want to do is Bethany's husband, they're up in Michigan and she sent me the video last night because I asked her to, because she said something about it during, in the chat during the show yesterday that uh, they were going to be speaking at this Grand Ledge school board meeting. Now, from what I understand, at least from what Adam says here at the first, they're not part of this school district, and yet he's going to speak on behalf of these the kids in that district and the parents in that district. And I just, I thought he was great, and I thought what he had to say was great, and he really told those who are at this, who are on this school board, what their place is, and their place is to do the bidding of the parents in that school district. And I think it's worthy of our time today to play this, especially in the area of education. So this is um, Adam Heikla, and uh, this is at the Grand Ledge School Board meeting. It just runs a few minutes, so take a listen. Hi, my name is uh, Adam Heikla. And I am not in this district. And I am here because I have been asked by parents in this district to come and address some things with the board and, and with the parents here as well because we are an uneducated bunch on how things are functioning in our society today. People have been saying how their, their kids have struggled this last year because of the curriculum. Well, my children didn't struggle this year uh, because we pulled them out over four years ago and homeschool them, and they have done nothing but excel. So any parents that might be here, please reach out to me, and I will help educate you on how our home education system works. Because right now, the problem that we have is that we, as Americans, have been lied to. We've been lied to and think that we send our children to be educated, but they're not sent to be educated. They are sent to be indoctrinated. That is what schooling is. I've never seen a school of fish that have a diverse thought process in those fish. A school of fish 
moves and acts exactly the same. If you research the origin of the word school, I urge you to do that, as well as urge you to research where these curriculums are coming from. Because I know that your board, as well as every other board across this state and this nation, have become rubber stamping systems for this system of unjust, unholy power that is taking over America. Because you all are to represent us. We are to literally have power over you. You are not supposed to say we have three minutes, that you get to have a theater set up here, and then tell us what is what. <clears throat> now let me pause it here just a second, because those who are watching the video portion of the show, and again, you can see that at sunslibertymedia.com, you'll notice over in the right-hand part of the screen, there's a couple of girls or young ladies or whatever the case or mothers i don't know it's kind of the video is kind of dark here so but you can see her you can see these these ladies and you got this lady up at the top almost the center just left of center and you'll see them almost make mocking faces at adam here in just a moment when he really gets into things but he's right on he's right on the mark these people work for us they don't work, you know, they're not to, to overlord us and to tell us what we will do or not do. And you can see some of the sheeple are here, and some of these people are that. They've got their 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 shame muzzles still on their face. They still have this stupid, dirty rag on their face. Boy, I tell you, when God says uh, through Isaiah that our righteousness is like a filthy rag, and he means a menstrual garment, but some of the studies that have come out is showing these masks, uh, and these people have them on their faces. But listen to what he has to say, and, and those of you watching my way of the video, I want you to watch this lady up here. I want you to watch her reaction, and I want you to watch these ladies down here in this area especially. There's some others, but especially them. They're almost laughing at him like, you fool. But, what, but the thing that Adam is doing is he's speaking the truth, and these people don't want to be free they want to be enslaved. They want a master that tells them what to do. And of course, as Christians, we have a master. He tells us what to do, and we go do it. But it isn't man. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's Adam. This is not what we're to do. You are to listen. And you are to know what you're voting on. The systems of indoctrination, the diversity, inclusion, and equity agenda is the sign that I brought here. It spells die. Because it is a socialist agenda, and socialism leads to the death of nations. That has been proven in the 20th century. And if anyone wants to argue that, I'll be outside and we can discuss it further. Then. Maybe the lady up top actually agrees with him. But I, this I saw is what that. you all are allowing in our schools. Marxist power struggles that free Americans do not want to participate in. And they will rise up and make sure that no Marxists are elected in these positions. People that are fighting for political power are sides of things. Fighting for a side of things, or creating these systems of, of power around minority traits. Forcing people to look at skin color as a means of why they should be. Because equity is about equal outcomes. It is the socialist control that controls the outcomes, and that's why it destroys nations, it'll destroy school districts and communities, just like it has in every other socialist nation. Thank you. 
All right, that's Adam Heikla. And uh, with that, you know, I want to get uh, our Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor's um, thoughts on this. Lynn, good morning. And uh, what do you think about Adam's uh, comments there? He is absolutely not wrong on any <laughs> level. I tell you, I have said not not in the same way, but I've said basically the same thing to mine. And, you know, it's, it's amazing he, that, Every school district, uh, whether you have a a child in the system or not, you pay the taxes that help support. And so, yes, we need more folks like Adam to speak up. We really, really do. Amen. And uh, Bethany, you got a good man there. I'm glad you got the energy to keep up with him. Yeah, thanks, Bethany. Yeah, because he's a young guy, too. And, you know, the Bible talks about the youth and the energy they have. And uh, and Adam has it. He and his wife, his family go out. We they they gave us some video coverage when we did the Menards uh, protest. And again, we don't have Menards down here to uh, South Carolina, so I don't even I don't even have a clue as to what it is. Except it looks like some kind of a Home Depot or something to me. Uh, Maybe mm. more than that. But anyway, they were kind enough to uh, provide us some video footage and even get on the phone with us. And uh, we applaud you guys for what you're doing up there. Uh, even going out of your school district to go speak to another school district on behalf of parents and spread the truth of what is actually going on. And by the way, the thing that Adam's talking about, that's what we're here. That's why I bring Lynn on every Wednesday. I don't have to bring Lynn on. I want to bring Lynn on because Lynn goes into this stuff every week to tell you what's going on so that you can do something about it. So that you can go be like Adam and speak up. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So that you can yeah. fight against it because at stake is not only our liberty, it's the liberty of our children. Um, it is the, the freedom that we have in Christ that's being attacked. And now look, no, let me just say this real quick and then I'll turn it over to you, Lynn. Nobody can take my freedom. Did you hear that? Nobody can take my freedom. They can take my liberty the ability to do what I want to do or to do my duty. They can take that from me. They can go put me in a cage, but they can't take my freedom. And my freedom is a state of mind. Why? Because Christ has set me free. And Jesus didn't say wherever you're at, if you're in a jail cell or if you're over in India or if you're in the United States, you're free. He says, if the son makes you free, you're free indeed. Now, are you free church or are you still fighting for your freedom? No, you're free in Christ. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is fighting to keep our liberties. That's what we're doing. And and we need to keep that that clear because freedom again is a state of mind. Liberty is what we have the have that freedom in our mind to do. And in our government, we're supposed to be guaranteed our liberty by the government or by uh, the people that we represent through the constitution. And uh, people say, people tell me all that. Well, the Constitution is violated all the time. That's because there's wicked men. That's why good men, really righteous men, have to bring those wicked men to justice. And if you do that, you will maintain your liberty. If you don't, if you just say there's nothing we can do, blah, 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 and do that, you're not going to do anything. So with that said, Lynn, you've got a lot for us today. I'm sorry I ate up all the time, but I did want to get Adam in there because... I think it was a good uh, good talk, especially him going into another school district uh, to give it to the people there. 
No, it actually was a, a really good segue because we're we're going to be talking about the G7, which recently just uh, wrapped up. And if you don't know what G7 is, it stands for Group of Seven, and that it would be seven nations, including the United States, which continue to uh, meet and plan globalization, totally usurping our not only God-given rights, but our liberties, as well as just trample on our constitution and so my recent article was detailing how this is going to play out in education and that's what we're going to be talking about and so what some of adam said about you know the way that uh, the curriculum is set up for socialism and that sort of thing and how it has uh ruined everything that it touches uh, of course is woven into this but let's please point out it is not just this current administration which has led us to this point. It has been every administration since uh, probably, oh goodness, I'm going to say, I know at least FDR, uh, but uh, yeah, this this movement has been going for about a hundred years. So you do your research, you look at who was president a hundred years ago, and that's pretty much where you can can nail it. I know, uh, Tim, you have said that you've had someone on who's been able to trace it all the way back to Lincoln as well. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, th- th- yeah, I, I talked about the book on secular education, which people can pick mm-hmm. up for like four bucks on a Kindle. And I know people don't like to support Amazon. I understand the thinking there. Amazon is, I've got to tell you, I think Amazon was going bankrupt for so many years when it started. But there's a lot of small businesses in there. And I understand people want to boycott that. I'm, I'm not going to smack down people who want to boycott that. They have the conscience to do that. There's a lot of small businesses that are tied to there. Uh, boy, if we had another platform that they could get on to do well, I would encourage them to do it. But you can get it on Amazon. It's called On Secular Education by Arnold Dabney. It's about 70 pages or so. And it's excerpts from some of his writings concerning what would happen if the North uh, won the War of Northern Aggression and imposed the public education system as they had it in the North on the South. He, I mean, it's incredible to read it, folks, really. If you haven't read it, you'll go, this guy's a prophet. And he, he was, he proclaimed the word of God, but... He he just followed the logical progression as to what would take place if the if that status public indoctrination system was put on the schools. And Adam's right. The the public school system does not promote the 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 promotion of Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus, or his law or his gospel or his worldview. They just don't do it. Now it's going to get intermingled in there because they're made in the image of God. But they're promoting something completely opposite of that, and uh, Arnold Dabney has uh, has pointed out brilliantly. Again, it's only about four bucks. It's worth your time. I tr- trust me. When you read it, you'll go, "Wow, this guy saw all of what's happening today back in the 1850s." Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty incredible. So he he does lay that out. That's that's true. Right. And and let me just point out this. It's not just the public school system. This is the one thing we have got to keep. And this is why I say it so much. We have got to get out of the mindset that is only reserved in one tiny corner of education because it's not. This systematic control 
was never meant for just the public school system, Tim. It was meant for every type of education, including homeschool. And I cannot tell you how many ways that it infiltrates. And when I do tell people how many ways that it infiltrates not only homeschooling, but adult education and community colleges and all this other kind of stuff, people look at me like I'm absolutely off my rocker. But when you do the research, when you read the legislation, when you go to the school board meetings, when you see the gamut of power that they have, you know it is not just one segment of the population. And the reason why looking at the G7 is so important is because it will it will prove this. It also is laying the groundwork for the upcoming G20, which is group of 20, that's going to meet in October. So everything that the G7 set out for education, G20 is going to take it and run with it. Yeah, I, I can see that. And they're all pushing the same agenda, which is devised by the United Nations. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you want to go to my blog, commoncourtiva.com, it's the last article that I put out. It's called Educratic Summations, and it tells you all about the uh, particular meetings. Now, I know a lot of people are going to think, well, you know, that was a week ago or that was, you know, two weeks ago, and I don't need to mess with it. Uh, Yeah, you do, because just I think it was yesterday, June 22nd, the education group tied to the G20, started their education and labor meetings. So uh, you want to make sure that you check that out as well. Now, last week, if you did not get to hear our interview with Jake, or John Kleisick, as his name is really, uh, he wrote a book called School World, School World Order. It plays right into every bit of this. It absolutely does. So make sure that you uh, look that up in the archives as well. Okay. Now, the G7 was held in England. And Tim, if you will go to that site, I want folks to see the, the triple B slogan. If we could start there, that would be super. Is that what you're talking about? The Build Back Better? Yeah, the Build Back Better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you will go to that, I gave you the link for that because the G7 had... Oh, it's something, it's something different than your article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. I no, have all okay. these things. I have all these different things opened up. And uh, okay. So I... It's okay. I'm it's wanting okay. to make sure I got the right it'll thing be, here. It'll be right under... Yeah, um, I got it. Okay. There you go. Okay. So there was the G7. And if you'll see down there, it says... Build back better. Now, if you really quickly, Tim, we'll go to the next link. This is the real meaning behind Build Back Better. And it says it's not just a political slogan. And I told people that in the article. No, we're not going back on the campaign trail. This was a slogan the UN came up with in 2015 to supposedly address real nature disasters not man-made disasters but real nature disasters yeah let's let's uh let's let's start let's start changing our language here because 
um, you know, I've had people bring in the issue of like Mother Nature and stuff. There is no Mother Nature. It's God. Right. Right. And um, and so let's let's change it because I'm I'm guilty of doing it too. So I'm I'm just encouraging you as mm-hmm. my sister. To, <laughs> let's change our. There's not natural disasters. Everything that happens happens by the hand of God in one way or another. Either He's using His devil for it, or He's mm-hmm. doing it Himself. The Bible tells us that when there's a calamity in the city, has not the Lord done it? Has He not brought it about? So let's let's say it. I think when we right. do the other, we take away the impact of the judgments of God upon a people. And so um, let, let's let's try to, okay. uh, and I, I, I'm saying that I'm d- trying to do that myself and to change mm-hmm. the language of, because that's part of our indoctrination. We've been told that too. So let's change it to say, okay, what God has done in the earth, whether it's, whether we perceive right. it as good or bad, he's, He's always good in what he does, but we, but I want to I want to clarify that for the audience there. And, and that that's absolutely fine. And thank you so much for that because sure. you know you're absolutely right. These were uh, events that were cast upon the earth by our Lord and Savior. That's right. And so yeah, this is this was supposedly back in 2015 the UN's response. And if you'll go back to that particular website that explains, if you would read that little. Uh, uh, paragraph about the particular meaning or or the events that were going on that caused this supposed oh yes we have to build back better okay the phrase build back better is everywhere right now i hadn't even seen it to tell you the truth i had not seen it uh joe biden is using it to describe his proposed stimulus package a variation on it rebuild that rebuild better has been mm-hmm. used by the U.S. solar industry in a joint letter to Congress asking for an extension of the solar tax credit. And, of course, it's being used by governments abroad, too. The U.K., New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, Ardern and the OECD have used the phrase in reference to green recovery programs uh, plans. But where did the phrase Build Back Better come from? And did it always refer to to green recovery? I don't know how far you want me to go in this. No, that's fine. That's okay. fine. People right. can, can look at that. But I just wanted them to see that that was something that's not just um, more recent. Uh, because, yeah, Biden did use that in his campaign. Um, but if you will go to that first image, I want to point out one tiny detail, and I give you the link for where uh, for this particular image so that you can read all about it. Um, but this one shows some of the sustainable development goals. Now, I want you to see each one of the 17 goals, and of course, you don't see all 17 of them, but it tells you in this particular image that every one of the goals meets every one of the policy planks from the UN, but it depends on, and in the red box, it says the future of work. Hmm. And one of the main themes that you will hear, especially if we get to play one of the clips, is the future of work, okay? But if you'll look and you see number four is quality education, number eight is decent work for all. Those are married through the G7 and the G20, just like my fingers are crossed. They have to be. And if you'll remember back in 2018, Trump and uh, DeVos went down to Argentina and without our citizens' consent, signed documents, Tim, that pledged America to merge the two so that they would be so separated, I mean, so joined, there would be no separation between them at all. 
Yeah, I, you know, every time I see this stuff, I get in my mind mm-hmm. Nimrod and, and, and the Tower of Babel, where the people said, let us build us a city so that we're not destroyed. And mm-hmm. in the end, they are. They're scattered throughout the earth. And I, I see this as the same thing, except it's not a city they're trying to build. They're trying to bring the world together to do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and I did a... We used to do a series at Nicene Council called Against the World. You can still find that somewhere on um, YouTube. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the segments I wrote it was talking about global government. We're either going to have a global government that is under Christ divided by the separate nations that exist, and they're going to adhere to to God's law, or we're going to submit ourselves to a global dominance by Satan and his minions. It's one or the other. What are we going to do? And the Bible tells us that, you know, we should be those who submit ourselves and our uh, whether they're rulers or kings or whether they're representatives of the people, they are to mm-hmm. do that in the capacity that God's given them. But every time I see this kind of stuff, that's what I think of. I think this is a modern-day Babylon, and it's not a city they're constructing. They're trying to do it worldwide. Right, right. And I would urge you to go back and look at that particular article that that image was from because it was it was all centered on the human capital police, which is basically what uh, the UN, the OECD is, and that's Organization for Economic Co- Cooperation and Development. And now, Lynn, uh, can, you, yes. can you interject and tell people what you mean by the human capital? Real quickly. That, okay, sure. Because we've covered yeah, that. If you wanna, if, okay, if you want to skip down, uh, oh, wait a minute. No, it's not in there. Okay, human capital is a term for you and I through this particular lens of uh, workforce-based education, Tim, that instead of honoring us as God created human beings with free will about what we want to do, human capital puts you in a straitjacket of what the government says that you will do and who you will work for and how you're trained. Okay. All right. I want to make sure people understood that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much because, yes, I I sometimes forget. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but sometimes somebody else does it. But That's yeah, right. that to me, that is such an insult because we're not human capital. We're not, you know, cogs in a wheel. We are wonderfully created human beings and we should be able to exercise that. But this kind of uh, system that's that's coming around and has been around for a while but is really being purported doesn't allow this now what i want us to look at if next is the g7 has lots of different working groups for every topic that you can think of education is not one but it's thrown in with several of these subgroups and the youth or the y7 is one of them and in this particular document uh, which was chaired by the future leaders of uh, a future, I think it's Future Leader Network, which is a group that's out of Britain. Um, the the kids who are are putting this together are telling you, yes, we want a hundred percent digital digital education. We want, and then they go on and they list everything they want, and they're saying, you know, this is what we deserve. This is what we're seeking. Again, why? Digital edu- every form of digital education does not work for every single student, but especially in the name of, of what we've been going through this past year, 
that's what we've seen shift to. And so you're going to see they have agenda points for uh, a lot of the hot button issues right now. And if you look at the findings that this particular report shows you, Tim, you're not going to see people who are thinking for themselves. You're going to see people who are willing to think just like everybody else is thinking right now. Yeah, they're easily led. uh, And that's Mm -hmm. because of the dumbing down of society. You know, Mm -hmm. it's interesting when I have, uh, when I used to have some contributors over at Freedom Outpost, they would write these long, I, I think I've expressed this before, but they'd write these long things to explain something and they weren't getting why people weren't reading it all and why they were giving stupid comments. I said, y- you've been talking for years about the dumbing down of America. You're sp- you're writing to those who've been dumbed down. I mean, my, mm-hmm. my generation is dumbed down far more than the generation previous to me. And they were dumbed mm-hmm. down far more than the previous generation to them. And the mm-hmm. generation today has been dumbed down. And that's not every person, but in large right. measure, they've been dumbed down to where they just don't think. They, they, right. they don't think about anything that's being pushed upon them, any of the propaganda put forth. They don't go and watch a film and say, you know, this is going to have a message. They don't go in there with, this is going to have a message. This is going to have a, a gospel, if you will, preached to me, which Paul says is no gospel. And those who hold to that kind of stuff are, are damned. They're anathema. But they don't go into that. Uh, or read a book or read a news article, whatever, and understand that there mm-hmm. is really a mindset, a worldview, an agenda behind it to drive them away from their creator and blessings and prosperity and all these kinds of things and drive them really to their own destruction. Right. And with that said, let's go to the next image because I want folks to be able to see um the column on your left will be from the Sustainable Development Competency-Based Education viewpoint. The other will be from the United States competency-based viewpoint. And in this particular chart, you're going to see it's almost a mirror image. And yes, these are both dated documents that this came from, Tim. But here we are in 2021, and we're seeing these play out tremendously. So if you'll take the the left column with the uh, sustainable development, and then I'll take the right one. All right, this is Sustainable Development uh, CBE Skills. What is the CBE? Competency-Based Education. Education. All right, and this is for Ed for SD, page 20, July 2002. And it says, whoops, it says communicates orally and written critical thinking skills systems, includes natural science, social science, planning ahead, handling value issues, ability to separate numbers, quantity, quality, and value, Ability to connect awareness to knowledge and knowledge to action. Ability to work with others. Develop an aesthetic response to the environment. Develop self-management. Learn locally relevant skills. Use knowledge, inquiry, action, judgment, imagination, connections, values, and choices. Or, and choice, excuse me. Um, All right. If you'll read the, the little note down at the bottom. Yeah, aesthetics definition isn't just about beauty. It also can mean following underlying principles. Okay. Now, from the United States, the SCANS report, which is the Secretary's Commission on Achieving Necessary Skills from the U.S. Department of Labor, not Education, Labor. All right. This is from June 1991. Basic reading, writing, and math operational skills, critical thinking, which includes creative 
decisions, problem solving, having vision and reason, knows how to learn something, be personally responsible, have self-esteem and worth, be social, manage yourself well, to be honest and have integrity, to manage time, money, materials and resources, facilities and human resources, works with others, to be a team member who can teach others, lead others, and serve others, negotiates and diverse, acquires new information and use it, understands complex interrelationships, and works with technology. Now, every one of those sounds pretty neat, doesn't it? But when you funnel it through the lens of competency-based education or outcome-based education, 95% of that does not come out like it sounds. 95% of that comes out as this is what you will do. This is what you will learn. This is where you will work. Yeah, it's utter and total control is what it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the reason I wanted to bring that up was because if you'll notice the time difference, one was 1991, one was 2002. Here we are in 2021, and this is still going on because we have not uh, stopped it. We absolutely have not stopped it. Um, I've got in the article other group reports that will show you how education is going to be used as sort of a bully pulpit. Uh, Let's see, the women's will use uh, the women's, uh, the W7 will use militant feminism in education to bring about all kinds of supposed equality for all those who are in uh, debauchery. You've got uh, the labor and business who decided to join their particular statement together. And one of the things that is so frightening about that one, Tim, is here's what they said. Now, remember, we just went over that image, but here is the quote that I wanted us to point out. Education and skills. The rapid technological adoption and advancement is changing the world of work accelerated by COVID-19. Transitioning to a net zero economy also requires new skills. Inadequate retraining and lifelong learning risks exacerbating skill shortages at a time of rising unemployment. Employability must be a key focus of education and training systems with provision that gets people into work and offers lifelong learning improved with the involvement of social partners in its design and governance. The G7 countries need to enable more opportunities for quality vocational training and lifelong learning included, uh, excuse me, including through public investment in education and skills. And we went over a lot of this last week with uh, John. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I want to tell people real quickly, John, Mm -hmm. we, I'm hoping we're going to bring him back on the show too, Mm -hmm. because we had a great discussion even after the show Mm -hmm. uh, based on the gospel and the law of God, which I kind of wish we would have had that recorded because it was so good. And so I'm I'm hoping he'll come back. It really was. But if you'll notice in that particular statement, we have a net zero economy, which we know that means Mm -hmm. about the blockchain. Okay. We also have the inadequate retraining and lifelong learning risks have somehow played into all this unemployment that we're seeing, which no, it hasn't. Um, we've also seen that we have to have public investment, that we have to reskill and upskill. 
none of this is talking about academics. None of this is talking about uh, learning as it should be. Now, lifelong learning is a phrase that the OECD or the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development coined. And if you'll show this next image, I want us to see what that particular phrase, lifelong learning, means, because it does not mean what you think it means. All right. If you'll see here, the OECD approach to lifelong learning sets out set out in a number of publications, and it gives you the dates, covers all purposeful learning activity, activity from the cradle to the grave. I'm going to repeat that. Covers all purposeful learning activity from the cradle to the grave. So if you tell me that it's just public K-12 through education, that right there, my dear, blows that out of the water. Okay, it goes on to tell you that it is a systematic view. It covers your whole life cycle, compromising all forms of formal, non-formal and informal learning. So, again, this is not just for public school. This is for communities. This is for churches. This is for anyone who is even connected to education. Okay. It's a shift of attention that's underlined in red as well. Supposedly, it's going to self-direct your learning. Well, no, that's what those assessments do that pigeonhole you into where you're going to work. And it also gives you a life cycle view of how you are supposed to live. So this one document, Tim, should be on everyone's tongue and shown at every school board meeting. You know, they're kind of being deceptive here. They say through self-paced and self-directed learning. And mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that's not what it is at all. They're directing right. it. They're they're right. imposing it. They're pacing it. Mm-hmm. It's not the mm-hmm. individual. They're using terms like that you're free to do this. You're a free man to do this. But then mm-hmm. they're the ones telling you what to do and you're going to do it our way or else. Right. This is the only way that you can do it. Now, part of the G7 also had uh, what's called the C7, and that was the civil society. They're going to use social justice as a means to an end for education as well. The S7 or the Science 7 will increase the amount of STEM, STEAM, and STREAM in education. Now, here's the thing. I could not find a report for them because every one of these groups has a report and you've been showing those. Okay. But I could find through the Royal society because they were the ones that chaired the S seven meetings while in uh, the UK, they gave you the agenda for what was going to be going on at the G seven. And they don't necessarily name STEM, STEAM, or STREAM, but if you go to their website and you look at their link called diversity in science, that's where you're going to see it. Okay. So I just wanted to point that out. And if people don't understand why that's a big deal, it's because those three, STEAM, STEM, STEM, and STREAM, are all devised tools for the sustainable development goals that are woven into not only K through 12 public education, but in our colleges, community colleges, they're in our uh, city governments. They are in uh, 
any of the free resources that you're going to find from your library or your museums. I've even seen churches that are embracing the this ideology because, you know, it's in their after school programs or it's in their vacation Bible schools. And this is where we see the success of the UN with their sustainable development goals in indoctrinating the entire community. Yeah, it's easy how some of this stuff gets mixed in. And I, I, I'll, I'll grant that probably some of the things that they might have in there mixed in has a bit mm-hmm. of truth. And they might be things that we might even agree with. I think we talked about this when we were dealing with um, uh, Samaritan's mm-hmm. Purse and their mm-hmm. ties to the UN and, and things of that nature. That there were right. things there that the Bible calls us to, but because of what they're conglomerated into and right. what their what their agenda is, it's not to glorify God uh, right. in, in any way, shape, or form. Then it becomes something that is is bad. I, I could give the example of when mm-hmm. God told the people to make the the bronze serpent and put it up when the people are being bit by snakes. And he said, if you look upon it, you're looking upon it in faith, then you'll be healed. Well, then Mm -hmm. later on, we find out that they had taken that thing that God had made uh, and said, look to it and you'll be healed. They had taken and made an idol out of it. And I think that's the same thing that happens with all of this. They make an idol out of, quote unquote, education Mm -hmm. because they have other idols in their life that they're wanting other people to submit to. Right. And if you'll remember all this, the the end game for all of this is not so much controlling you, but it's glorifying the environment. It is not glorifying God. It's it's glorifying the environment and that we must sacrifice to save the environment. Well, let's let's address that right quick, because the Bible speaks about that, too. Romans one, the people Mm -hmm. will not glorify and honor the creator, God. They will not honor him as God. And so he turns them over to their own sin. And part of that is, is that mm-hmm. they um, worship the creation more than they worship the creator. I mean, it. Mm-hmm. the Bible is spot on about what man is and what right. he does. And this is really nothing new. This has been going on for time and millennium. Well, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're called to be stewards. We're, we're called to be stewards of the earth but not in the context to which the United Nations has taken it, okay? That's that's so not what God meant. With We're to be said. those who take dominion over yes. the earth, not submit yes. to it. That's the difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, really quickly, because I know we're getting short on time. Um, if folks are interested, the G20 is coming up in October of this year. It will be in Italy. And if you'll go real quickly to their website, Tim, I want people to see what the theme is. And then I want to point out it's people, planet, and prosperity. Okay. And that sounds super and great, but when you start to think about everything that we've already brought up, look at the funnel through which they're going to have all this stuff go. And um, you need to know that if you go to that website and you look at the calendar that just yesterday, the G20's education arm had one of its first meetings. And again, you know, if you think back to the former administration, what they did with the G20 was absolutely horrendous. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that. But um, and I've got that included for today's archives as well for you. But if you would show the image from the 2019 G20, because I want folks to see this. Okay. All right. You'll see here there were, this is from 2019. 
All right, there were eight major themes of the G20 that was held in June of 2019. It was global economy, trade and investment, innovation, environment and energy, employment, women's empowerment, and then uh, development. I think that's all of them. Um, But it says here that health was also in there. Now, all those eight themes are working in tandem and will involve education And it says here that the USA is a member of the G20. It's also a member of the UN. And then the question I have at the bottom is, where does this place our students? So that would be something that we, and we need to update that and say, where does this place our families? Where does this, because this absolutely, especially in uh, the current atmosphere that we're going through, this absolutely is placing the government over the families as well. Okay. All right. You know, I've got something. Are you done? Are you done here with this? Uh, Or do you got something else you want to ask? Well, yeah, if we okay. could, because there was a couple of things that I wanted sure, to do to ahead. tie in not only that particular graphic, but the one that said the future of work. And that was through those very short videos from Google. If we could do if, but I don't know if we need to break and, and come back and do that or what we need to do. Uh, we'll have to. Yeah, because I, I were about two minutes in. Okay. And okay. I wanted to give people a real quick thing just to show people you're talking about the mm-hmm. G7 and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate sent me this, so let's end on this, and then we'll we'll pull up those videos in just sure. a second. This is the G seven. These are the people that have told you to have mask on, social distance, and all this. But here's what they do when the they think the cameras aren't rolling. Are you ready for this? <laughs> see no mask no social distancing they're partying it up while they're telling you to stay at home be scared and all this other and look at what they're doing here these are these inbred elites doing this stuff okay i just Mm -hmm. i wanted people to see these are the people behind what you're talking about lynn on Mm -hmm. here just just a little flavor for people about what they're actually engaged in they are they're like the pharisees do as we say not as we do kind of deal right and uh, before we close yeah before we close out uh we got about 50 seconds here so you got plenty of time you don't have to rush uh but tell people where they can find out more about you and we'll try to get these videos up on the other side of the show okay you can find me uh as always on commoncordiva.com um i do have a need uh, will be. Uh, I've been invited to go to Oklahoma in August uh, to be able to speak with some local leaders about what to do about some of the, the things that we're talking about. So if you'd like to help offset that cost, that would be absolutely fabulous. If not, prayer support is always welcome. You can find me on localactivist.org. That's part of Citizens for Free Speech, which we absolutely need to protect. So I urge you to get involved with that group because they're all about local activism as well. Like we saw with Adam. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, MeWeUSA.life. You can find me on Breaking News Journal on Amazon and uh, Roku. And uh, that's it. Okay. All right. Lynn Taylor, we appreciate you very much. You can find her at CommonCoreDiva.com. Don't miss Bradley this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 6 a.m. tomorrow. You guys have been looking for more on chlorine dioxide. We're going to have Dr. Andreas Calker and Carrier Vera with us. Don't miss it. See you. 
Okay, everybody who is coming over from Red State Talk Radio and joining us, we appreciate you doing so, and thank you guys for hanging on. We're going to uh, continue here uh, on. There's a there's a few videos now. Some okay, some, one of them wasn't coming up here, so I didn't know oh, what was okay. going on with it. So I don't know which one you want me to play first. So. All right. Okay, well, well before we get to yeah, before we get to that, okay. I included for you uh for the archives for today from 2018, the Every Student Succeeds Act, the article that I wrote there on the future of work for our children, okay? Uh you're also going to find that there was a 2017 article that I wrote that laid out the competency-based education or the CBE that it has resurfaced in the G seven documents, which will be taken over to the G20. All right. So the particular videos that I found, I was watching um, a home improvement show because I just needed a little bit of downtime. And sometimes I like to watch the, the uh, home improvement shows. And I kept seeing these, these ads, Tim, for Google uh, digital credentials that could get you a job especially in supposedly the times we're in and it kept pushing the fact of these were going to be either free or low cost it would be totally online and you could do them quickly and you could get a really good job but it was all on these credentials and they kept using the future of work now i could not find that particular ad to share with you then there was also an ad that was from another company pushing almost the same agenda. And so what I did do was I went on Google's uh, website and you could see they are pushing the reskilling of America, which totally marries up with this whole theme of future of work. Now, the first one that we have and I don't know if you want to go to their particular website. And if you would, that would be super because I want people to see the type of partnerships that Google is creating to do a lot of this. And the one thing I want to point out is Google has absolutely nothing to do with true education. They are not educators. They are technology. Now, if you'll scroll down and this tells you job ready skills. Okay, if you keep scrolling down, this gives you all kinds of numbers. You should see a scrolling uh, uh, ticker at the bottom that tells you here are all our partners. Okay, you can see the people's stories, and there you go. Okay, so if you want to read some of those, you've got Duke Energy, you've got uh, who else is on there? Verizon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying some that I actually know. I don't, uh, some right. of these I don't know. Well, and that's fine. That's fine. But T-Mobile, mm-hmm. Expedient. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, they've got a lot of people that they're part. Of. I'm not surprised by it, seeing that yeah. they have some kind of a dot Walmart, um, some kind of a you know, well, world on one dominance, of those, if you will. Best right. Buy. And if if you'll scroll back up just a little bit, you'll see see somebody's story. Okay, they've got three different videos. If you can't access all those, that's where I found them. Okay. But the first one will tell you that Google has partnered with Goodwill and is coming from a community aspect. The second one shows how it's partnering with community colleges. The third one shows how it's partnering with nonprofits and it's all the same in game. So if you, any one of those would, would be fine right. because they'll all be accessible. All right. Let's listen to this chick here. 
Okay. Here we go. The most important thing about being a mother is leading by example. What do you do when you have nothing? A year ago, I found myself homeless with my daughters. The whole shelter experience. For the kids, I kept telling them that we were just on vacation and waiting for the house to be ready. That's the worst thing I ever had to do. I grew up in the housing projects in East Nashville, so nobody ever talked about career paths. I didn't know what to do or where to go, but I kept saying, they're watching how you handle this. You have a serious example to set for these girls. Most people think that Goodwill is just a retail store, but it's so much more than that. While I was living at the shelter, I found out that Goodwill and Google actually have a program to provide IT training. The program is called the IT Support Professional Certificate. When I learned that I could get a scholarship through Goodwill, it was life-changing. Chelsea is the kind of person Goodwill was designed to support. That's why, thanks to the assistance of Google.org, we started the Goodwill Digital Career Accelerator. Using tools and resources from Grow with Google, the Goodwill Digital Career Accelerator is focused on connecting more than a million people with the skills they need to advance in digital careers. The Google IT Support Professional Certificate was a great building block for this. I joined the 4 a.m. club. I would get up while the girls were asleep and do my schoolwork. While I was studying, I learned that a Google representative was going to come and give a tech talk at Goodwill. I had to go. Chelsea really stood out when I met her at the Goodwill event. So I asked her to send me a resume. During the interview process, Chelsea demonstrated not only the the foundational technical knowledge that she developed, but her initiative. And that's exactly what we need for people that are working in our data centers. So we brought her on board. I absolutely love my job. When I first got the job, my daughter, she was like, Mom, you got this job. That means we'll have a house forever. The future of work is now, and it requires digital skills. In the year that we've been working with Google.org, we've seen more than a quarter of a million people build their digital skills. A year ago, I wasn't sure where my life was going. I thought everything was falling apart. I feel hopeful about the future now. I want my daughters to know that they can achieve any goal that they can set for themselves. My goal is to be a developer. That's what I want to do. I've come this far. I plan to go to the stars. My name is Chelsea Rucker, and I'm a data center technician for Google. I'll tell you, Lynn, um, as I'm watching this, one of the things that uh, strikes me is Mm -hmm. what, and and I'm going to bring in something different that we haven't talked about here, and that is the guys over at Gab.com. Uh, Andrew Torbo, which we've tried to, we're trying to set up a, a time to have an interview, but they're doing a lot of development over there. He's, I think they just had another a child in their family, and he's a Christian with a broad worldview. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing here is there's people like Chelsea that are hurting, and it's everybody but the church who's helping them, and that is, that's who we're supposed to be helping. Because we've sat back as the church, and we say, we're rich and have need of nothing. I mean, and anybody can go to Revelation chapter 3, read the church of Laodicea. We're not 
as Pastor Artur up there in Canada said, he said, you want to see where Jesus was? He was out with the poor. He was out with the homeless. He was out with the prostitutes. He was out with these people. He was ministering those people, and he mm-hmm. was meeting the needs that they didn't even know they had. And mm-hmm. here is here are these companies. They're filling the vacuum that the church is supposed to come alongside people like Chelsea here, and we're supposed to be the ones helping them. But we can't somehow get past the fact that we come mm-hmm. to church on Sunday, we enjoy a message, some music or something like that, and, and many people attending church aren't there to worship the Creator. They're there for whatever you know feely benefit they get out of it mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. actually going in obedience. And I think when we fail to do that, boy, we've we've opened up the door to government, to Google, to Goodwill. My goodness, I... You know, we go there sometimes to buy clothes because there's a lot of good clothes there at really good prices from good. And and I do totally understand because I've gone there too. But I know that in the archive version of this, you're going to have the link as well because I had two articles that I uh, wrote previously that shows how Goodwill is not only a Common Core. Uh, machine member, but also a UN disciple. And it's pretty disturbing stuff. Um, if we have time, if you would do, uh, if we could do the other two, because I want to bring up a point about these other two as well. Nebraska, it's a beautiful state. It's a, not only a beautiful state, it's a beautiful state of mind. My fiance got her first teaching job here in Grand Island, Nebraska. And I made the choice to drop out of college and move to Grand Island. When I first got here, I found that I couldn't get work. Without a college degree, most people in this area are going to struggle. Eventually I found a job at Central Community College as a night shift security officer. I felt like I was just fighting an uphill battle. Like I wouldn't be able to gain any traction in my career. I've worked with computers my entire life. That is what I love. I have a friend currently going through an IT program, and he said, hey, you should search for Google's IT support program. Just seeing that, I thought this is something that I can do. I probably would average 10 to 12 hours a week. I finished the program in five months. I was almost in tears when I got done with the course. Soon after that, I got an email for a job opening on Central Community College's IT team. When we're viewing Daniel, what shined in his resume was his Google credentials he brought with him. It really did stand out against the majority of our other candidates. I love my new job. I think one of the most validating things in the world is recognizing that you've helped someone. It's wild that I can claim that I'm doing what I love, but I also have more time to spend with the people I love. All right, do we want to transition just over to the second one here as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can make all my points and then we'll be Okay. <laughs> These are not very long. When I was a kid, I was definitely into technology. I was very much a nerd before I realized I was a nerd. My dad has held a long career as a network. And these engineer. are as up as high he as they can go, guys. Does Sorry. Influenced me. I wanted to follow in my dad's footsteps and have a stable career. And I thought that college was the way to do that. 
but financially my family fell on hard times. So I started working part-time jobs, but it was difficult to juggle school and work, so eventually I had to drop out. The early days, the late nights, feeling as though I wasn't making enough money. I knew my potential was so much more than where I was. I started searching online job boards. I applied to three or four jobs per day. None of them replied. <laughs> Eventually, I found out about the Google IT Support Professional Certificate from a nonprofit called Merit America. At Merit America, we provide a path from low-wage work to skilled careers that's really designed to work for working adults. We then create these learning programs that combine best-in-class online learning, like the Google IT Cert, with coaching and peer and community supports. The more I learned, the more I knew that IT was the career for me. Once I could send my resume with the certificate, I felt a lot more confident. It didn't take long for me to land a job as an IT help desk technician. We can find people, we can support them, and we can get them into new careers, but we need great partners like Google who can teach those hard skills that employers are looking for. And then Google.org helped us go from just an idea to on track to reach a thousand people this year and tens of thousands of people in the next few years. Now, I'm making a real living wage in a job where I feel like I'm actually making an impact. And what's really special to me is knowing that I'm following in my father's footsteps. I'm living my dream and there's nothing better than that. Okay, Lynn, uh, you got okay. some points you want to make on uh, these two videos I do. here? I do, right. absolutely. Okay, all three of these are on IT technicians. Now, if you go back to the Google certificate website, you're going to see that you can get other skill-based certificates as well. But again, Google's not a university. It's not an accredited school, but you're going to get a credential that supposedly qualifies you for not what you may want to do, but something you're skilled at. And these are entry-level positions. So where's the room for growth? Where's the room for improvement? Will you always be doing that? What happens when the next person with a better credential comes along? That Those were, my, those were the questions that I ask. And we know that Google has overreached into education. We know they have overreached into Congress uh, for their agenda. And again, this is all about skill-based labor. This is not about true academics. No, that I think that's I think that's pretty apparent in the testimonies of the people who are in the videos. By the way, I want people to know just from opening those three videos in the on those Google pages. My CPU shot up from like 20% to almost 100% use the whole time they were open. I had to shut them. That's why you guys may have seen a delay and stuff. I noticed that when I'm on Facebook, it does the same thing. And I don't know whether they're pulling data from me or what. I'm assuming they are trying mm -hmm. to do that. So mm -hmm. just be aware of that. I'm not going to point you to the page. I'm just going to put the videos up in the archive because it's clear that, that there's some data transmission that's happening there that's utilizing the right. CPU. Right. And the last thing I wanted to point out was that particular nonprofit. If you look at who funds that particular nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., you are going to see a myriad of common core sold out companies who are funding that. And if you listened in the videos, the future of work is now. 
we hope to reach uh, uh, this X number now and then later on thousands and thousands more. So again, what are we really doing? What are we really supporting when we choose not to speak up? Well, I yeah, and I go back to the Babylon thing because I'm thinking through this and I'm thinking, okay, what if we have a major collapse? These people that are so happy about their job, look, I'm happy that they're being able to provide for their family, spend time with them. That's great. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen to them then? Because if you have an economic collapse, all this stuff basically is going to go the way of the dinosaur real quick because you don't have money to pay people and people are going to be looking for food and things of this nature. This is why I think the video that I had, uh, that Mm -hmm. I did the article from 2012 where there was a family, they put their efforts into um, more of the agricultural and they got a one-tenth acre of land in the middle of downtown Los Angeles, and they're growing 6,000 pounds of food every year, and they're selling it and making money, and they're feeding themselves. And so if an economic collapse comes, if uh, you know the electrical grid goes down, they still have the means not only to provide for themselves but for others as well. And I think that's the thing that we're being drawn away from is this self-reliance. I need a job. Mm-hmm. I need a job. I need a job. And it's always looking to work for somebody else instead of that initiative of entrepreneurial spirit to bring people to do what it is that God's called them to do and uh, and, and see God's hand in that. I mean, more and more we're pulled away towards the, and I, I, I know what's meant by the term self-reliance, but instead of doing our duty and then trusting God for that, it's all about what we can do. We can handle this. We don't need God in that. We can have these things, and we can we can you know be right. successful and the reason ourselves. Why you're seeing well, the reason why you're seeing some of those things attacked through meetings like the G seven, the G twenty, and all that is because it's uh, it's it's continuing the uh, dependency on the government because the government is going to be your mom, your dad, your nanny, your God. It's going to be your provider. It's going to be your caretaker. It's going to be everything. And you're just supposed to be compliant. And that's precisely what the end game is when it talks about human capital, when they bring up all this kind of stuff about the future of work is now, and we all have to be credentialed and it all has to be skill-based. And if it's not skill-based, then, you know, we're going to show you how to be skill-based and we're going to give you some trumped up credential that's going to, you know, puff you up and, and help you look good. Well, that's right. And in the end, um, you're doing you end up doing their bidding, even though you may be getting some sort of benefit, temporary benefit from it at the at the time. But uh, all this stuff will be in the archives later this morning. Yeah. Lindy, you got a final word you want to leave us with? Uh, just <laughs> get get irritated about it and speak up, please, because that's the only way we're going to make a difference. Yeah, people are going to have to be like Adam um, mm-hmm. and, and going to the the school boards and going to their county councils and their city councils and their state. And I woke up irritated knowing that we were going to have to talk about this because (laughs) this is the kind of stuff that, you know, when I do go to a meeting, this is the kind of stuff that I, you know, 
speak out about. But, you know, I, I, I need more than three minutes. I really do. <laughs> well, I think the mentality is, well, wait a minute. They're helping people get jobs. That's good. The people who were, you know, it, like this first lady in the shelter with her kids. I mean, your heart breaks here in the story. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, in this day and age in America that people actually have to go to shelters, that people are homeless. I mean, I, I, I just... I, I I mean, I guess we've always had things like that, but they mm-hmm. haven't been as prevalent as I've noticed in maybe the past 20 years or so. And, well, it's uh, about to get a lot worse. It's, yeah, yeah, I think it is about to get a lot worse. And so, our, our, you know, obviously we want to prepare for that. And that's why I think we have to go back, you know, call me old fashioned. Yeah, starting with the chickens, guys. By the way, our chicken is doing much better. Just want to let you guys know. No, the, my wife came in yesterday, said the crop has gone down. So probably a couple more days of doing what we're doing with the chicken. And then we're going to let her back out. But, you know, going back to the old paths, the things that God taught us in his word. And again, that's not to take away from industry or technology. I think those things can be used for his glory, too. But boy, when you've got godless people behind them, there's no way they're going to be doing that. And so I, I think that's that's problematic. And again, all this ties back to two different worldviews of how you actually engage in education. And uh, there's the biblical worldview where you teach your children to think, to critically think, and to glorify God in whatever they do. And the other one is to indoctrinate them. And specifically now we're seeing to do a particular skill and not to think, just to do that skill. So mm-hmm. there's there's two different worldviews going on that are fighting against one another. And, you know, I think the biblical worldview is superior to what Google and these others, G7 and all these other guys are putting out. And let's remind everybody, at the forefront of that in the United States is a violation of the Tenth Amendment law. It mm-hmm. is It is criminal activity. I know people don't see it that way, but it is a violation of law. It is criminal activity. Anybody supporting this as a representative, as a president, as a congressman, a senator, a local um, you know, representative, or whatever the case may be, are engaged mm-hmm. in crimes against the people. They're violating the law. Well, let me point out one thing. And my co-host on Thursday morning, uh, Suzanne Hamner, as part of the Liberty Bell, she uh, asked me a question when I was telling her about, you know, this article on the G7. She goes, did you realize that it wasn't the president who had a lot of the airtime, but it was the first lady? And I said, no, I didn't. But what is her tie to all this? Well, she's involved with the community colleges and the community colleges across America, every one of them. And this is a great resource for homeschoolers. And I know this, you know, and that is that the president of the association over all the community colleges in America has called has called the location of community college in the society a Camelot. And the reason is, is because people from all educational backgrounds can go there, Tim. And then what they can do is they could get involved with what? Competency-based education, career tech education, career pathways, the STEM, the STEAM, the STREAM, the all of it. So this is how I know, okay, you might have been able to navigate your homeschool uh, K through 12 without that sort of stuff. But the second you put your child in a community college through dual enrollment, advanced placement, those sorts of things, that's where they get it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. 
Yeah, I, I I know, I know. Our 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 firstborn, she went to the community college uh, to do her associates thing. I know, I I know. I'm sorry, I don't uh, know what happened. I got a big tickle. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Oh well. Anyway, well, but yeah. Well, and, and that's that's why I say no educational choice is free from this kind of stuff. It, it just not. Yeah, well, I think I, I think in the in the in the way we live our lives, we're constantly confronted with things that aren't right, and mm-hmm. I think the whole point is to be discerning in that. I think that's why when you if you're homeschooling, hopefully you've you've done such a good job in in putting uh, the morality, the commands of God in them, and they've got a, a, a biblical worldview. It may not be fully developed for them, but they got enough a worldview that when they go and they listen to somebody teaching something, they go, oh, wait, that's not right. And I, I did recognize that about my oldest, that she would come home and say, well, the professor was saying this, that, and the other, although she said most of them seemed in line, at, at least mm-hmm. where she was, uh, with with what she had been taught, at least on the mm-hmm. subjects they were talking about. But then they would also uh, come in and she would say, well, they were saying this, and I just thought, oh, that's just ridiculous. That's not, no. That, mm-hmm. the, and so she could yeah. see certain things. And then she could also discern that there were things that were being taught there that weren't true. And again, mm-hmm. we, you know, Paul tells us to hold fast to that which is good. So we can hold fast to the good and we can, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like eat the meat, spit out the bones kind of thing um, and, and, and deal, the, deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, Lynn, um, we're going to close out the we're show done. here. Yeah, we're and, done. Uh, okay, good. Uh, if you want to check out Lynn, CommonCoreDiva.com, CommonCoreDiva.com. You can catch her here every Wednesday. And uh, let me ask you again, uh, Lynn, you said you and Suzanne do a show on Thursday. Is that right? Do you want to you mm-hmm. plug that real quick? Oh, uh, you can find us on Rumble and BitChute. Uh, we're called the Liberty Bells. And t- tomorrow we're going to be uh, continuing continuing our look into Mindspace, which is a uh Uh, a document from the UK that is all about mind control and how the U S is involved in that. Okay. All right. And we have included your, your first episode of that at the sons of Liberty on mind space. So I'll drop that in the archive today. If I can remember to pull that. Yeah. I think I've got, got both of them. So tomorrow will be the third one. Okay. All right. So uh, thank you. Yeah. Catch Lynn and uh, Suzanne tomorrow. And um, then Today, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, catch Bradley, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And again, if you're interested in things that I've talked about with chlorine dioxide, we had Dr. Andreas Calker on a couple of months ago, I think, uh, to talk about his study. It was a scientific study that he was doing. He was in the third stage of trials with the chlorine dioxide. He was treating people that had cancer. He was treating people that had the alleged convids. Okay? He, had, he was treating people with staph infections, all kinds of stuff. And now he's completed that. The uh, scientific report is published now, okay? And it's incredible. And he and Kerry Rivera, who has also used chlorine dioxide uh, to help a number of children reduce their autism numbers and basically give them back their lives. And she's been hounded by the FDA and all kinds of other people, governments. She, You won't believe her story, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars spent in legal bills to defend herself against the attacks that are being brought against her. And all they're trying to do is help people. They're not trying to become rich. They obviously have to, you know, cover things, but they're they're trying to help people. You don't want to miss that because I get so many people, every time we do those shows, people are excited about it. They say, how do I do this? What I Watch tomorrow's show 
everything you're going to need to know because it's I pre-recorded it yesterday. <laughs> I think yesterday, I think, or Monday, Monday. I pre-recorded it Monday. So we're going to play that tomorrow, Lord willing. It's going to have all the sites you need to go to. There's a forum you can go to if you have a question. Hey, I want to give this to my my animals. Uh, how can I do that? What What's the process I go through that? They have a forum there. You can ask the questions. People interact. There's something like eighty or 100,000 people in that forum from around the world. If you're wanting to do it with chlorine dioxide, CDS, MMS, it's you know, they're, they're different versions of the same thing, but they're, they're, they're made different. You don't want to miss the show. And I'm telling you, it is, it's going to be something I think that not only saves people a lot of money, but it's going to be something that helps people health wise for pennies. I mean, literally pennies. You can do it at home. You don't need, well, it's going to be good information for you. I'm not going to recommend anything because I get in trouble with that, but I will recommend you listen to the show. <laughs> okay, so join us tomorrow at 6 a.m. and uh, Dr. Andreas Cl- uh, Calker and Kira Rivera, and we'll talk to you then. See ya.